Okay, I'm gonna start. Okay, let's let's try this again. All right, yeah. Welcome back. This is Mother May I. Mama May I. This is all whatever. I'm the mom. I'm the daughter. Most people do vision boards. It's some people do vision boards. Okay, whatever. They get it. But this is our soundboard because we have a lot to say. Let's get into it. (laughs) Welcome back to our podcast. Good morning. And starting us off is my mom with her quote of the week. I am no longer available for things that makes me feel like shit. (laughs) I am telling you, ladies and gents, we're going to be real, real today. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we were talking about what exactly we wanted to discuss. And um, we want to talk a little bit about boundaries and basically knowing when enough is enough and when to bow out gracefully from a situation that can be toxic for you whether that be at work it could be in your friendships it could be in your relationships etc but before we get there I wanted to um, make a little clarification that my friend told me I said wrong really wrong on our last podcast the person that um, Gail interviewed her name is Lisa Leslie and she's in the WNBA, not the NWA, which is a rap group. So, <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, friend. You will remain anonymous. Friend, you got to stay on top of things. Stay on top of me, girl. What, what another thing you should be explaining to people is why you sound like this. Sound like a list is because. Because I got Invisalign trying to correct my teeth situation after 26 whole years. <laughs> Yeah, she's trying to correct that overbite. Yes, so if I sound like this, that's why. She has a list. Mm -hmm. She doesn't. Exactly. But let me tell you what I want to really get to today. I want to get to people who suffer in silence. Mm -hmm. Because I was one of those people who suffer in silence. And the whole thing about that is crazy because... Um, it's sort of like a cancer to me, you know, it's like you're planting a bad seed and just like cancer, it spread. So if you are suffering in silence, you know, you need to find one friend, um, one, one good friend, not just any raggedy person. You got to find someone that you trust with your life. Um, someone that's very loyal to you. Um, and you need to express the way you're feeling. You should never go weeks, months, years with suffering in silence. And I think mm-hmm. the reason people do it because of embarrassment. You know, people feel embarrassed that they are allowing themselves to go through what they're going through. And you mm-hmm. shouldn't feel embarrassed. You know, life happens. Life happens. Shit happens. And a lot of times you need someone else view um you know mm. I, I, you can use an opinion but you need someone to be looking on the inside out for you or at least try i think that sometimes it's hard though for people to know like what is acceptable and what is unacceptable because everybody has different backgrounds maybe yeah. they saw their mom going through stuff and they think that it's normal for a person to treat me this way and so and that's the problem the problem is <laughs> i like to use the word dragged the hell up a lot of us was dragged the hell up 
Yeah. And when I say dragged the hell up, is we was dragged up by parents who's been dragged up. like Not raised, but dragged. Dragged. <laughs> dragged mean that you was raised with a certain amount of um, ignorance. You know, mm-hmm. shame. Um, and your, your parents instill these bad behavior. And you just, it's kind of like a, a recycled behavior. You just take it on to the next generation, to the next generation. But you need to break that cycle. You know, mm-hmm. you need to start speaking up for yourself. You need to, like, allow yourself to have better. You should want better for yourself. Think about it like if you had a child. Like, you know how you speak to your child, how you want your child to have better? And you speak that into your children. Mm-hmm. Well, you got to speak that into yourself. You got to want it for yourself. So how could you convince your child to want better when you don't do better for yourself? And and it and it start with yourself. You know, I've been through a marriage, and I was suffering in silence. I was in this marriage, and I felt alone. I felt like I was married, but I still felt single, because that brother was crazy. That's my father. Well, he had good qualities about himself, and I'm not going to just put all the blame on him. I'm going to put some of the blame on me, too, because I allowed myself to accept things that I really didn't believe in. And mm-hmm. I think the problem was I was ashamed because, you know, what just were like, you ashamed of? You know what? I feel like I'm kind of like a little of a psychic, and I got it from my grandmother. My grandmother we, we established that in Hocus Pocus. Yeah, my grandmother was a psychic because my grandmother was like, girl, don't you go up there with that man. Um, it Go up where? Explain to the people. Well, I moved from South Carolina to Chicago, and um, my, first of all, my grandmother knew that I was young. You know, she, you know, you're young. You know, you don't know what you're doing. But girl, I was just trying to get away. Like most teenagers, they were trying to leave. You were not no teenager. You were my age, like twenty six, twenty seven. Well, mentally, I was a teenager because I've okay. never really lived on my own or anything like that before. I, I actually did, and that didn't turn out well either. I still hadn't learned. <laughs> you just going through it. <laughs> I, I was going through I was just trying to find my way. I was trying to find my way, and I was going all the wrong way. But the good thing about it is I got to the point where I started to feel bad. I'm like, yeah, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, I don't feel well. This is this is not happy. This is not what happy is supposed to look like, you know. You know, this is not what love is supposed to look like, you know. Mm-hmm. People that love you... You know, like, you hear this, this saying, people, you know, the people that love you the most hurt you the most. That's bullshit. Yeah, they do People that. that love you will protect you. They're going to protect you. You know, if they're hurting you, it's not love. And hurt people hurt people. So if you're dealing with someone that's hurt, you need to step back and let that person start loving themselves. Because they can't love you until they fall in love with themselves. You know, um, but where do you do, where do you draw the boundary between? Because you know, no, nobody's perfect. Nobody's You're not going to have a perfect relationship with anybody. So where do you draw the line between these are just relationship pains and this is a situation that is toxic and I have to get out of this? Well, this is uh, for me. Is it, first of all, I don't like feeling unhappy. To me, being unhappy is like death. To me, it's like death. It's like the worst thing ever. And I feel like, you know, God just gave me one life. I have this one life to live. So I'm going to have to make the best out of this life. So when things get to the point where I feel like I don't want to go home, um, I'm just so irritated, um, I'm just, I just, just don't feel like myself, you know, that's when I feel like, you know, this is enough. You know, I prefer being alone than being with someone that makes me unhappy. 
you know. But some people are unhappy being alone. Well, that's that's fine, but I, I prefer being unhappy alone than being unhappy with someone else. I think it's a difference when you got someone there that makes you miserable than you by yourself trying to create things that make you a lot happier. I think it's it's like a double dose when you have someone you you are already miserable. That person is miserable. They're making you mi- miserable. It's just all bad. It's just all bad. Yeah. Yeah, I think that for some people though, I don't think they really understand like where to draw the lines like I was saying. Like some people it's like, well, cheating can be worked through, so that's not enough to leave. If he says things or she says things, whoever says things that are disrespectful to me, well, you know, I can forgive them. Like, what will it take to leave? I mean, for some people, it's like, well, if he puts his hands on me, that's that's when I know it's time to go. And for you, you're just saying, like, at any point where you feel unhappy or miserable. Exactly. It's not even have to be, like, in a relationship. It's, like, things that you do. It could be bad friends, bad oh, yeah. girlfriends, bad boyfriends. They got to go. If, if they're bringing toxic stuff to your life, they have to go. It's not even about being in a marriage or being in a relationship or even being on a bad job. You know, of course your no, job... That's trickier. Now, it is tricky because, you know, don't get me wrong, don't go quit your job because you're mm-hmm. unhappy because mm-hmm. um, you got to find things about that work until you until you can find something better. Just don't quit your job because you've got bills and you have to live. The last thing you want to do is be homeless or have to go live with your parents because um, that can add to your unhappiness. Mm-hmm. But... I just think that people who are unhappy need to speak to someone, if, if even if it's not a counselor. Because sometimes counselors, you know, they give you the professional view, but they're not in your everyday life. And a lot of times when we do go speak to counselors, you know, some of us are already insecure, so we don't want this person to think that we're a dumbass. Like, so we're holding things back and not, we're not really telling the full truth of what's going on. But you need that one good friend. But that, let's not let's not I, I, I'm say not, that prof- or counselors and I'm not saying is not effective because it is. I'm not saying that it's not effective. Did you hear me say that to you? Yeah, you were like I said sometimes not some, always go into a counselor, but sometimes you really do need to go to a no, counselor because your said, friend can't I offer said you. Sometimes when we go to counselors, we're not being our authentic self, and sometimes when we go to friends, we're not being our authentic self. You go to whoever you want to go to. You can go to God's, you can go to counsel, you can go to a friend, you can go to Dr. Buzzard. I don't care where you go to, but you need to go to someone and you need to go to someone that you could be completely honest with, completely honest with. Whereas, you know, where you're just naked, you know, you have to really tell your whole story and not feel ashamed, you know, and that's the stuff that keep us in these bad situations because we feel so ashamed. And I feel like you should be ashamed to feel miserable when there's things that you can do something about it. You can do something. You don't have to be miserable. I'm not saying that you're going to go and be this happiest person, but I have good days and bad days. But my good days outweighs my bad days. And are you gonna do this podcast with me? Because I'm just talking. I know I'm letting you talk because you on your you on your step stool, but or your pedestal. But I mean, I think that soapbox. what you're saying, yeah, your soapbox. But I think what you're saying is very like 
idealistic you know what I mean there's some people who they really cannot get out of that situation they don't have the finances to do it they don't have the support to do it and like when you talk about having that one good friend or that one good person that you can be totally yourself with I can't even pinpoint who that person would be for you so it's like who did you talk to I really want to know well when I was going through it like a lot of people um, I went through it alone I went through it alone because I was ashamed and I really didn't have good friends and the friends that I had you know like once you leave home and you grow up your your relationship with your friends it changes it changes and my relationship with my friends a lot of them it changed but I feel like a lot of my friends was probably going through, through similar things so they really couldn't help me you know so well, everybody's going through something yeah so I think what I did was I I had to grow up I grew up really fast and I and I told myself you know what I'm tired of feeling like shit and I am so much better than that. You know, it took time, but I'm like, I made me a plan, honey. I made me an escape plan. And I said, you know what? I am so much better than this. I deserve so much better. I thought I was a shit. You know, I'm like, you know what? I, mean? mm, I deserve so much girl, better. Girl, don't be throwing the rocks in, in that glass house. I thought that I deserve better than what I was getting. Like, the nerve of you to try to treat me, you know, like this. I, I knew I was better than that, you know. So, yeah, I made an escape plan. And and um and I, and I was a single mother, y'all. I was a single mother. I did it being a single mother. And I promised myself that anything that I brought into my life after my bad experience, it's going to look good. It's going to be healthy, you know. And I'm not going to pretend. That's another thing I'm not going to do. I'm not going to pretend to be something that I am not. If I'm not happy, I'm going to let you know I'm not happy. When I'm not when I'm ha- not happy, y'all, everybody going to know I'm I'm unhappy. Mm-hmm. So, um you know, there's ways of getting there and doing it, but you have to believe in yourself. You have to believe at the end of the day. I when it comes to relationship at the end of the day, you have to c- realize that if this person is not bringing joy to my life, I don't need them. Yeah, I think I agree with what you're saying. Um, as someone who has struggled with codependence myself, like relying on other people to make me happy, specifically in relationships, um, I can understand kind of the other half of the population who have to like redefine what it means to like value yourself enough to not want to be in a situation that is shitty. And I mean, for me, I think what helped was like just a clean break. Um, because it kind of forces you to like, <laughs> like get better quickly. Um, so I don't think that like staying in those situations is healthy. And whether you're going to a counselor to help you get out of that situation, or like my mom said, you're creating your plan. I think that ultimately you need a clean break because I feel like the longer you stay, the longer you are prolonging this space of unhappiness. And like you said, you only have one life, so it's like a slow torture. And you have to define, you have to define what is happy, happy for you. What is happiness for you? You got to define that for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because um, what it is that really makes you happy, you know, is just having a body beside you make you happy. If that makes you happy and this body that's beside you is kind to you, then you go for it. But I don't think that being abused in any type of fashion mm-hmm. is should be considered as ha- and happiness is not like okay um i'm going to take what i can get you know one day this person is good to me next day this person treats me like crap 
mm-hmm. that's 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 not good. Yeah, that's and not I good. think it's also hard. Like, and we can move off of the romantic side of this after you know I finish this point. But I think that when people actually take the time to invest in the marriage and they feel like, well, I said these vows for better or for worse till death do us part. Like that seems to be like, well, no matter how bad I feel like this is what I said I was going to do. Well, people, people look at it as biblical, you know, mm-hmm. uh, divorce is just unacceptable to some people. Yeah. <clears throat> to a lot of people. To, yeah. To a lot of people. I think being unhappy is un- unacceptable. Right. And if it, if it means that, it's gonna end in divorce, and you do that. Mm-hmm. You have to be well yourself. How mm-hmm. could you be well when you're in a bad situation? You know what I mean. My biggest thing is, I always, I'm so terrified of of falling into a dark place because my family struggles with um, depression, depression, mental illness, mm-hmm. and I think I'm I'm not gonna say that it could never happen to me. You know, because I do feel like I do get, I would say depressed, but not like a normal depression. It's normal for everyone to to feel that way sometimes, but I don't let it get to the point where it's, it's hard for me to get up in the morning. You know, it just totally alters my entire mood. I try not to let myself go into those dark places because I feel like sometimes if you allow that it's hard to dig yourself out and I think when you go into those dark real dark places it's it's like even being overly stressed I think stress is like cancer you know it's going to spread to all certain parts of the body mm-hmm. it's going to cause all other issues and sometimes it's uncontrollable you can't control it so your your job is to did not allow yourself to get there, you know. And if you do find yourself there, you know, of course, seek professional help, you know, get the help that you need to make yourself better. Yeah. I kind of want to shift gears and talk a, a little bit more about the work side of things and saying when enough is enough. Um, because, I mean, you have been in a situation that is toxic for basically all of my life work-wise and you know you have talked about how you made your escape plan with the bad marriage you were in and you know you have a lot of advice on making sure that you're happy in that space but it's like you've allowed yourself to continue to be what I consider to be emotionally abused by your employer for a very long time and I'm just curious to know like why and what's stopping you from changing that? Well, I think sometimes, Sia, you go a little bit too far with your words. It's true. Um, <clears throat> toxic, there's a lot of... Pla- toxic to me is when you have put people in your face um, being aggressive with you. Passive aggression is a form of aggression. Well... Well, a lot of my my problems with my 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 company is I feel like I get passed over um for promotions and different stuff like that and and I personally feel like it's personal. You know, it's just something about me <clears throat> that my supervisor just doesn't like. And I think the reason I just didn't get up and leave at the time because when you are a single I was a single mother and I was young and and that's when I was going through my suffering I would say um 
suffering in silence. You know, when you're afraid and I wanted to make it, you know, I, I, I had an escape. I could have went back home. Mm-hmm. I could have went back home and I could and I had help. But I wanted to grow. I didn't want to like feel like going back home to me was like a failure, you know, uh, that I fail life, I fail this child, so I should go back home and let my parents, my mom, or my family help take care of me. I didn't want that for myself. So when I got this job, I was just so happy that I had um, a position where I could financially take care of myself. And I feel like anything worse than financially taking care of myself is being homeless. You know, but homeless in the mind because, like I said, I always had a home to go to. I just chose not to go back home. But why would you sacrifice your own peace of mind? Because, I th- like I said, that was my mindset at the time. My mindset at the time was as long as I am surviving financially. It's so you can feel like shit at your job so long as you don't feel like shit well, at your I didn't feel marriage. Well, like, I didn't fit, feel, at, feel like shit at my job every day. I just, people don't feel like shit in their relationships every day. Well, well, I'm, we're talking about me. We're not talking about other people. I, I said, know. I'm trying you're, you're to connect the dots. Me, you're asking me why did I stay, and I'm telling you the reason I stay is because at the time I was much younger. I wasn't as wise, you know. And you know, one other thing, y'all, I am still at that same job. Yeah, that's what I'm like. Uh... <laughs> I am still at the same job, and I, and I think what it is is, and it's not the fact that I learned. I think I develop gratitude for the things that 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 matters. I feel like every job you're going to go to, you can go to every another a different job and you're going to find the same shitty people. They're going to be there. They're going to be everywhere. So I think my mindset is when I go to work, I ask myself, you know, does this job provide for me where I can financially take care of myself? And that to me was the most important. Do someone slap me around when I'm at work? No, no one slaps me around with their words. Well, people say words, but I have I, I have a sharp tongue too. I, okay. I I can I can speak back. In in my job, the environment there is not that bad. Where people just cussing out one another, whatever they it's very subtle. You know what I mean? It's passive aggressive. <clears throat> whatever you want to call it, but you're not there. But ah, but I hear your story, so don't act like I, I'm yeah. just so un unaware and you're you're only I'm not saying that I'm lying about my story but there's always two sides to the story maybe I think my part was maybe if I had took my life more seriously at an earlier age and educated myself a lot more maybe I would feel more confident to feel like I can walk away from this job and find a different job and do better I think the problem is is I just didn't have the confidence in myself because I feel like I've already been there, done that. I've been on this job for a long time. I might as well stay because if I leave, I'm going to maybe not find a, a job. Or um, And then there's a lot of other factors, too, with that. When you, at my age, <clears throat> and what I've been seeing, companies are not looking for uh, elder. I wouldn't say I'm elderly. Companies are not looking for 50-plus <laughs> people. To Seniors. Hire. Yeah, well, I'm I'm pre. I would say I'm pre senior. People are not looking (laughs) for people my age. They're looking for longevity. They're looking for people who they can train and they know that people's gonna stick around. Mm, They have to. They have a quota to me too. So, well, you're still young, so this is the way you feel. No, I I see it at my employer. Yeah, but I think if you were a single mother, which you've never been, I haven't. 
And I think if you was a single mother and you was by yourself and you was raising your child by yourself. I would be with, right here with in this the, house. Well, with no family around you. Because at the time I had no family around me. I was like in a place where I had no one. And I yeah. was too ashamed to allow family back home know that I was terrified. Well, that's what it was. It was your own shame. Don't say it was, if I was in a situation, this is how I would behave. Because you don't know that. You decided to act out of your shame and stay in a bad situation. And I've been in a situation where I've lived somewhere and I didn't have anybody around me and I left that job a day after I put in my two weeks notice but Tia, and came the hell home the because I wasn't going to be sitting in no shitty situation at work because feeling you, like that. But you know why? Because Tia, you knew you had options. You knew you, you had an option too. You could have went home. It's different. Your option is different. How's it different? Because my mom was in a situation where she could only help me so much. You know, you have parents who could Parent. help. You talking about my, my stepdad? Yeah, he he helped you too. Okay. He we we together helped you. You know, we we together pack you up, did things for you. You knew you could call us for the drop of a dime, and boom, we are there for you. Mm-hmm. I didn't have that. You know, my mother was trying to survive herself. So I think. These the generation today, you guys have it a whole lot easier. I hate when you say stuff like well, that. Well, you know what? Okay. The reason I can say that is because you didn't live in my generation. You didn't. And you see didn't what, live in mine though. So understand I, I, I'm that living we in, can't, I'm living in both. No, you didn't grow up and have your adult years, your formative years, in my generation. That that was not your experience. Okay, okay. We're gonna. This is a part that we I'll, can agree I'll, to disagree. I'll let you have that, but I'm just saying I stayed here in a position that I wasn't the happiest with but it fed my child it clothed my child it offered me um, the ability to give my child what I would say a decent life and and, and at the time that's what I thought was important and I think for me we're almost like our perspectives are almost like the complete opposite like whereas you like when you're in a bad relationship you're like this is not for me I'm going to leave I'm like well maybe I can work it out I don't want to be alone but then on your job you're like well I need to stay this is my bread and butter I'm like nobody's gonna treat me like this I'm gonna quit today (laughs) so so I think we're kind of like opposite which I don't think is I don't think it's neither good or bad because I think that nobody can tell you what works for you in a relationship but you you know what I mean? You can only define how much you're going to take. And the same thing goes for your job. Like, the way that you're treated on your job is enough for you right now. Well, I, th- It's not enough for me when I'm treated poorly on the job. Well, Tia thinks I go to work every day and, and, my, he be beating your and ass. My, my boss just slaps me around. That is so not the case. It is so... I've heard some stories. We don't have to go into Not it, the but... case. As long as I... Sometimes I feel like if you don't spit on me, you don't put your hands on me, you don't... Uh, embarrass me which he which that person has well he didn't really embarrass me he never really you never felt humiliated by that person no well no to me being humiliated is when you do it in front of other people i think whenever somebody makes you feel small that's humiliating well i think that this man is hurting himself that's no excuse you need to step down for management if you can't manage effectively well 
Tia, like I said, Tia takes things too far. Like, you tell her something and she takes it. Wait, like, this man never really said anything that destroyed my soul or destroyed my ability to think or make me feel. I've never felt that small. He's never done that. You know, maybe I felt like maybe he didn't give me the promotion that I've thought I've deserved or or maybe he said well Sharon you don't work hard enough to to deserve these promotions but I don't done things to your work to belittle you what did he do to my work? Remember you said he like highlighted all the errors in your stuff. But it was errors. it on your desk. But that's not how you treat somebody. Well, that's And that's not how you manage. Well, that's the way how he manages. That's... And it's inappropriate. And that's what I'm talking about. When, when I have, if I had a manager that would do that to me, please believe I would be living back with my mom trying to figure out what kind of job. Well, you know what, Tia... Let's look, let's, let's revisit this conversation for Tia with not only work, her life, when she gets in a situation or when she gets married and when she gets into bed. Let's see how Tia is going to react to these situations because it's easy to just sit and say what you would do. Because I have done it. Well, you have done it because you had a safety net. And I'm saying... Well, you, you had have a safety net too. It wasn't your, your best option for sharing. Okay, but... let's get back to why you shouldn't <laughs> suffer in silence. People, please, don't do it. You deserve so much better. I don't care how embarrassing you may think this may be to some people, but a lot of times y'all just don't know. People be going through the same stuff, the same shit, you yeah. know, that you don't even know. And I think a lot of times when you have people who have some change, have a little bit of money, you know, they find ways of covering up what's really going on with them because, you know, outwardly they they have things, it could be material things that makes them feel like, oh, my life is just great. Or this person, you look at, you're an outside looking in thinking, oh, this person's life is great because this person have all this stuff and these people are dying on the inside. Mm. Dying on the inside. That happens more often than not. Yeah, so don't let these people who showboat make you feel like their life is just wonderful. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes those are the people that's hurting the most because they have to use things to cover up what's really going on. So... I agree with everything that you said with that. I think that a lot of people do that a lot. And I never, I maybe, maybe it's like a psychological thing where it's like if they promote what it is that they believe is so great about their lives and maybe they can trick themselves into not being so miserable. I'm not sure what it is, but I wanted to end with this because I have struggled all my life with having consistent, good, healthy friendships and in my adulthood for the first time I think that when I was younger friends would just fade away whether we just kind of went our separate ways because you know we went to college or we left college or whatever but I actually had to make decisions to end friendships in my adulthood when I felt like I was not being treated like uh, like my friend was not treating me well and I had to have those conversations but I want to know from your perspective like how do you know that enough is enough with a friend? And how do you kind of set those boundaries on what friendship is supposed to mean? And when your friend steps out of that, 
making the decision to no longer be friends. I think you should treat friendships like you treat anything else. When you get to the point where, well, first of all, you don't want a yes friend. You don't want a friend that's going to be like, yeah, Tia, yeah, Tia, yes, 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 do whatever. No, 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 no. You need to find someone who's not afraid to tell you, give you their honest opinion. Because I think a good friend, they honestly want the best for you. They honestly want the best for you. And, um, but I think when someone is telling you things that, that is not kind. Yeah, when they're kind of disrespectful. When, when they're being disrespectful. And rude. And they're being rude. That's when you feel like, okay. You, especially when you know these people be going through some shit themselves. Or, they, mm-hmm. or you've been there for these people. When, and you've supported them and you supported that. The, well, I wouldn't say support. You listen. Sometimes when, you know, just like you, Tia, you're the type that you're going to do what the hell you want to do regardless of what I tell you. Mm-hmm. Because you're a hardhead. But sometimes you gotta let people. I'm a person. You gotta let people hit hit the brick wall a couple of times until they get it. Some people just need to do that until they get it. But I think when you have a friend who is never really happy for you, no matter no matter what you do, this person is never happy happy for you. Or you have one of these negative Nelly type friends who are very negative when it comes to you and your happiness. Mm-hmm. You gotta let them go. I agree, and I feel like a friend who. It's not necessarily to me being a yes friend, but a friend who trusts your judgment. Like a friend who can say, you know, I wouldn't do that, but you're grown. I understand that you make decisions that are based on what makes you happy, and I support that you're making the best decision for yourself. Well, that's you know, the kind of friendship that I would feel most comfortable in. Well, that's me, girl. You you don't need no friend. You got me. Because no, I, I will tell, tell you. I don't t- do that shit. But you know. You dumb as hell. <laughs> that's you. Or, well, Tia. You <laughs> that, gotta, ain't, that ain't you, no friendship. You got to be honest. Dictatorship. Some of the stuff that I tell you, Tia, that shit is dumb as hell. You shouldn't do that. You looking real stupid right now. You I was right. Awful. I was right. You looking real dumb. I, you know. Yeah, I used to tell Tia stuff like, you know, Tia, these little dumb girls that we used to talk about, you know, you are becoming one of them. Terrible. And at that time, was I not right? But you don't talk to people like that, mama. You know, sometimes, see, I'm just raw. That's what it is. I'm too raw. raw. But I mean, those are really the three, the three parts I wanted to talk about. Work, relationships, and friends. I think that ultimately, at the end of the day, value yourself. If you got anything from this podcast, value yourself. Make sure that you understand what respect means for you and honor that. And if you don't feel like the person that you're with, the job that you're in, the friends that you have are honoring and respecting you. And that also means that you just can't go and run to people who's going to agree with you. That's true. You know. But if they're going to blatantly disrespect you or demean your ability to make decisions as a grown person, that's not healthy. And I think you should just consider that. And also with me, you know, I feel like I am a great friend. You know, oh, I am God. I am a great friend. But if you're like extremely sensitive, which and, I am, which yeah, but I'm I'm toughing her up though. Through no, life, I've I, always been sensitive, and she's always been rough. That's the dynamic. Yeah, I am rough. I will drag you. I yeah, I've rough. been dragged up. <laughs> you know, because you know, because life is going to drag you. Life is going to drag you. Um, people going to drag you, and I'm just trying to to, to make tea a little bit tough. Because Tia, at times, she was too soft. Now, don't get me wrong. Tia will drag you right now. Don't let this little soft-spoken, sweet-faced <laughs> girl You pull the ugly out of me, trick though, Trick you. Because you really be taking me there. No, ugly always been in Tia. It's in her DNA. <laughs> so who okay? did I get that from? Your daddy. No. <laughs> <laughs> we need to go. Because 
Um, oh, God. You know, I'm not saying that I had, on, on the last time, I had the worst marriage in the world. I think we both. One of the worst. We were <laughs> both lost. We didn't know what we were doing. And right now, we're the best of friends. So, how about that? Good, good. Well, that's all we have for you this week. Hopefully, you gained something from this message. And as always, I will end us off with a tarot card explanation. This week, I want to focus in on the Temperance card. It's the number 14 card in the Major Arcana deck. And it basically just means having balance in your life, having patience, and allowing yourself to understand that there are two sides to every story, and just looking within and making sure that you are creating an environment for yourself that is healthy. So until next time.